This is the Scott Bradley Show podcast. It is time to introduce the brightest panel on Hamilton Radio, one of whom I believe just must have finished dinner. <laughs> we have, for the first time today, we have a married couple who are the, making up the comprising the panel this evening. Uh, you know them both very well, though. Uh, to my immediate right, to your left on the radio dial, Jen Watson, who just finished four hours of doing the news here on CHML and has stuck around. Uh, Jen Watson, thank you for doing this. No problem. And I don't know if everyone knows that you guys are married, but they're going to now. We're giving away state secrets here. Uh, next to her, the guy who brings you the news two to three hundred times, uh, sorry, the weather, two to three hundred times a day here on CHML, <laughs> Jay McQueen. Hey, Scott. Yeah. Who... who as I pointed out on Facebook the other day, is doing Movember and now looks like a pubescent Caillou. Uh, it's That's the wor- oh, it's the worst. I can't wait until the end of the month. It's By the, the way, best I'm description. Sorry, yeah, it's the best. It is he's really. Got he's got the head shaved, completely bald. The beard is gone, and it's just a mustache. And he, you, I hate to say, you do have a little bit of a Caillou thing going on. Yeah, and. I was gonna. I wanted to keep the beard and just add because I've got the the goatee. Usually, I just wanted to add the mustache in, but then I was looking and I'm like, well, I think that's kind of cheating. Doesn't like, really count. It's not really gonna stand out. But now, when people see me, especially people that I meet for the first time, I feel like I have to say, yeah. By the way, I don't usually look like this. I have to. <laughs> you I, look fine. No, I it's still awful. Love you. You're fine. You know. Years from now, they're going to redraw the Caillou cartoon strip <laughs> when Caillou becomes a porn star, and that's going to be you that's, yeah, with the mic right here. Bounce like a wow wow. Like, <laughs> I told him to grow it a bit longer and like turn it into a handlebar. The Fu Manchu, almost. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Wow. I mean, there's yeah. lots of things you can do when Caillou becomes a biker. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> there's so many yeah, ways, so many that, eras of Caillou. It, it really is. Well, anyway, it's um, you can go look up the picture. You know, Jay's on Facebook. Let us move along to um. Let, let's, as I said off the top, we are. Uh, we're going to just j- for a couple minutes because, you know, I can't ask two people to come in this week to do the panel and not at least somewhat throw open the election to you guys to have a bit of a say. But let me ask you this. We're going to go at it this way tonight. We have been told for months that Donald Trump is unfit to become the president of the United States because he is hateful, because he is intolerant, and in the days, a couple days since he won the election, we have seen some evidences of people who are his supporters. We've seen reports of, you know, swastikas or other things for sure. But we have also, in the last day or two, seen violent riots mm-hmm. against him. We have seen people in Oakland being pulled out of cars, Trump supporters, and beaten seriously. We've seen buildings be set on fire, and we have seen more Apparently, according to the New York Post, we have seen more assassination threats online that the Secret Service doesn't even know where to begin, which ones to take seriously because there are so many. And I'm looking at this and I'm thinking, wait, the people who argued against intolerance and hatred are responding with intolerance and hatred. Does this, Mm -hmm. Jen, does this not suggest that... They're Every, no better. Well, yeah, not only that, but everybody's just mad about everything. We just live in a world now where everyone's PO'd about well, everything. Yeah, I mean, you can't handle the fact that somebody else has a different view than you. I mean, I I can understand there there's fear, right? It's the fear of the unknown, and they think that, you know, the World War Three is going to break out. Um, I don't know. I mean, I'm not an American, so, I mean, you know, I follow the the election as much as we do on the news here, but, I mean... I don't know. It just From seems what there's I've heard, so much anger everywhere. Yeah, on everyone's every just side. angry. Yeah. Ne- neither candidate, both of them were just 
dandies, you know. I no. mean, if, and so I, I there think, was no happy ending to this waiting. I don't no. really think there was, and you know, and maybe it was a protest vote, and you know, you've heard that, right? And and um, but yeah, I mean, I don't think that uh, either either candidate was uh, squeaky clean, and um, you know, I, I just. It's democracy. This is what happens. People, somebody yeah. had to win. Somebody had to win, and that was that's the yeah. whole thing, right? And and I think that uh, yeah, the, the polls got it wrong. And and do you think that the, there would have been this many the, these kinds of protests and reaction had Hillary won? No, no, and that I that, really don't think so either. That's part of what I don't understand is so, all these protests and these marches, and that he's not my president. And again. Uh, as I said yesterday, as I said the day before, if you despise Donald Trump, I entirely accept that as your opinion. You are mm. allowed to hold that view. If you love Donald Trump, I accept that opinion. That is your point of view. You're allowed to hold that. But I'm looking at all these people who are marching and protesting and burning stuff, and I'm thinking, wait, we had or they had an election that was held fairly, that a winner was declared. What exactly are you protesting? Like, are, yeah. are you protesting democracy? <laughs> but yeah. what else are they protesting? Yeah. They're professional protesters, right? It's uh, Maybe. You know, it's, or if they didn't go out and vote. Like this, yeah. a friend of mine said he has a, a nephew down in the States who is 23 years old, didn't vote, decided not to vote, but is now participating in protests. Well, that's just ridiculous. And it's yeah. like, wait, you had your opportunity to protest. Your protest you don't was your vote, vote. You don't have a say. Yeah. You, <laughs> that's you, end you, of story. You relinquish Get, your right to to complain, to to say it cleanly. Yeah. <laughs> Go home to your mom's basement and, you know what I mean? Just Well, here's another question I've got for you guys. There's a story on thespec.com right now, and it's been picked up everywhere. Other places have written and done stories on this as well. A Hamilton judge today has found himself under huge amounts of fire because he walked into court wearing a Make America Great Again hat. Okay, so when, when everyone had to rise for the judge to walk in, he was wearing a hat. And he explained that, wait, it was a historic moment, and I'm just reflecting that moment in time. And, of course, lots of people have gone completely out of their minds about this, and, and I kind of understand. Is that a, really a place to... Agreed. Agreed. I think that th there, is a, there is a valid argument to say, you know what, maybe not the place to do it. But again... If Hillary Clinton had won and he had walked in with a Hillary Clinton button on his robe, would people have made the same fuss? I don't, I don't think he... I, I would hope so. I, I don't think that's appropriate for a judge to walk in sporting any political And I agree with garb, that. I agree know? with that. But I don't believe... What I don't believe is that I don't believe people would have had the same reaction had it been a Hillary Clinton... You're probably right. Yeah, it was a huge overreaction, I think. You know, and like you said, I think if it was a Hillary, you know, one of those things, uh, brooches, mm -hmm. Hillary, nice Hillary brooch, <laughs> I think a it pin? would have been, or, yeah. you know, or, or a United States pin or something like that. Nobody would have even noticed, but because it's a hat and it, it you know, and yeah, it probably wasn't the You're place to do it. You're supposed to wear hats in the courtroom, are you? No, and I think he did take it off right when he came in, but he placed it on the dais and it was sort of sitting there mm -hmm. in front of him. Yeah. You know, again, I understand, absolutely I understand the people who say wrong place for such a demonstration, yeah. but I do think that the reality is it probably doesn't create the stink it does if it's the other side. And it, it all comes back to, I really look at all the stuff that's going on and it just seems like everybody is angry. Everybody yeah. is angry about something. 
just chill out. You'll be much happier if you just chill out. I mean, it's easier said than done. I mean, even even people on my Facebook and, you know, up here in Canada, like they're losing it over this, just losing their minds. Yeah, like when do we go back to the posts about, you know, uh, essential oils and uh, gluten-free eating <laughs> and uh, all that kind people of thing. People post photos of their lunch. Yeah. yeah. And, and duck face selfies, and it was, I was like, where are, the, where are the selfies? It's now it's all just you know Trump, anti-Trump stuff and what? election. Fodder. A very interesting comment today. We'll wrap this one up, but a very interesting comment today because I thought the last person I expected to hear this from Michael Moore, who is left of left. Che Guevara. I mean, he is as left as the, the, the filmmaker, the documentary yeah. filmmaker was commenting today and he's commenting today on all the people who are saying that Donald Trump's win signifies a rise in racism and yeah. hatred and he said wait a second the same electorate that voted in a black man with a middle name Hussein yep just voted this guy in did they all become racist overnight good point yep and i was thinking Michael Moore would be the last guy I would ever think would be rising to the defense of anybody not on the left, and yet it makes mm. sense. It's well, a fair I mean, question. and w- weren't there two states that went to uh, Trump that were previously went to Obama? More than two. More than two. Yeah, Michigan, Wisconsin, so then, Wisconsin Ohio. had been Republican in forty years. So right? I mean, they're not they're not just suddenly oh I I'm racist I'm sexist. I woke up this morning racist. Yeah, like give <laughs> your head a shake, people. Come on. There's 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 more to this, but boy, yeah. is there ever anger. I mean, it is just and and what is going to be the difficult part I think of the next four years is that to be fair, when whenever Obama did something. The people on the right were sorry. That was me. No, it was my chair. Um, my I was rubbing the piece chair? of paper. I was just oh. flattening the seam here, and it sounded like I was passing wind on the air. Um, I thought it was my armrest. But every time Obama did something, there's no doubt that people on the right were critical. Oh yeah, absolutely, they were. There's yep. no question about that. And I think we are going to see it, maybe even a little bit more now from the other side. It's what we. It's what. In, in, the, in the states, people do in politics. If you don't have your person in the White House. They are the Antichrist. Right. And yep. we will call them on every single thing. And I, I guess it will be no different. Maybe it will. Maybe it'll be more. But I just look at the next four years or eight years or... Yeah. Well, and I think it was be... Michael Moore that also said, uh, a colleague was reading to me today, he had said that he doesn't think Donald Trump will last the full year. Yes, and, and that he wasn't he will, really clear about he that. He will either be impeached or step down or like I... resign. I'm like, well, isn't this Pence guy like... 15 times worse or like that than Trump from what I've heard. Well, so I, then he gets he gets to become president. I mean, look, it de- again, it depends on your politics. There would be yeah. those who say Mike Pence as governor of Indiana did a terrific job and that's why he was chosen. Right. There is a third option that I don't, you know, I I'm I'm hesitant to even mention but I don't think we can overlook and that is all again all these people online talking about assassinating Donald yeah, Trump. Even a journalist, I think, had put that on her Twitter. When Michael Moore says there's two reasons why he may not make it, one is resignation, one is impeachment, I, I hate to, because uh, for anybody, not just for Donald Trump, anybody, I, I'm not going to say that I could say with 100% certainty that someone's not going to take a shot at Donald oh, Trump. Oh, yeah, I yeah. thought the same thing. Well, haven't they basically put a barricade around Trump Tower? It was dump trucks lined up. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, traditionally... 
when a president is on his inauguration day, he walks down as a Virginia or Pennsylvania Avenue that he walks down in Washington to get to the inauguration. You think the Secret Service is going to let Donald Trump walk, walk down the middle of the street? <laughs> Honestly, I, I, I... We'll see, yeah. Because I, I would not... Again, I hate to say it, and I don't want to think I'm encouraging it, but I don't think I'm putting... It's, I don't think it's a new thought, right? There's no. so There's a hashtag out there, assassinate Trump. There's a hashtag on social media. I would be... If I'm him, someone wrote already today. We'll go to a break. Someone wrote, he is a dead man walking, and he doesn't even know it. I hope... Because I would say this with any president of any political stripe. I hope that's not the case. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because then that's gonna that's gonna inflame something even bigger, probably. It has been this way forever. You know what happens? You know how you make someone into a saint and into a martyr? You kill them. Yeah. JFK became mm-hmm. a martyr and a saint because he was killed. Go on and on. Gandhi and all it you know, they were good people, but they suddenly become much bigger than they ever were when that happens. If you want it, if you're against Donald Trump and you want to make sure that he becomes a legend and a hero forever at all time, you assassinate him. Yeah. Right. You're listening to the Scott Radley show weeknights from seven to nine on AM 900 CHML. Uh, another story that came out today that, um, locally around Hamilton, which very interesting concept. The, there are new park benches that have been put at Gore park, mm-hmm. downtown Hamilton, an area that, you know, the city clearly is trying to clean up, is trying to attract business to, is trying to attract investment, all that kind of thing. But there is controversy because the new park benches that have been put down there have a an armrest two-thirds of the way along each one. And the idea, some are saying, is to prevent vagrants and others from being able to sleep on them. Well, I was going to say people who may be on some kind of substances and sleeping it off, but whatever, it's... So they're calling it, some people are calling it defensive architecture or homeless deterrence technology. <laughs> that you're building these things so that homeless people or vagrants, as I say, or vagrants can't really turn the park into their flopping area. Mm-hmm. So if a city is trying to clean up its downtown and some people are intimidated or put off or whatever by dozens of people who would sleep on park benches is the city cruel and unfeeling to if this is why these park benches are designed like this is the city cruel and unfeeling for doing this or is the city doing a smart thing by saying listen if we want to attract investment we got to clean things up a little bit and sometimes that means not having homeless and other people just flopping everywhere around the parks what do you think because you're well, going to sound you're going to sound cold if you give one answer and business like if you give the other, and I'm not sure which is the right well, one. Well, we were we talked about this briefly in the newsroom today, and isn't it already illegal to to sleep on benches or the, like against some sort of bylaw? They're not really supposed to be doing that anyway, and I think you know probably police officers may turn 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 the other cheek or whatever. But I mean, as it, as it's getting colder. There's people that come out and say, okay, you know what? Let's come to a... I mean, there's services out and around the city, so people don't have to sleep on these benches, right? So why is there a need to even do that? If, if, if you know, there there are services, there are shelters where people can go. I mean, are they overcrowded? Are they, like, do they have no other choice? I don't know. I mean... You are so unfeeling, Jen Watson. I know, I know. You don't but, understand the plight of those well, who need what? to have a park That's bench. That's true. I don't, actually, and I'll admit that. I don't I don't understand it, but I do know that there are services out there, and I do see why 
some people would, you know, as far as a business perspective goes, yeah, you want to see the downtown look nice. You want to see it, you know, it may be intimidating to other people, like you said, right? Seeing that. What do you think, Jay? What, what is the main function of these benches? What are they, what are they there for? Is it there for, are they, is it bus benches? Is it, is it, it well, it's by the Gore Park Fountain now. You can yeah, just stop and I have mean, your lunch if you're working downtown, I guess. And, I mean, and I would think that if you want to lay down, you can lay on a piece of grass somewhere or, or so a rock pile or you don't need to be, <laughs> you know, it's like if you go to the, you go to the airport lounge, you know, and they've got all the rows of seats and no armrests. Like if if some guys laying across like five of them, right? I mean that's that's not right. Well, I mean this is different. Whole... This is a whole different like, you know, a guy in an airport's got money to fly, right? And no, we're talking it's... about people who are It's a politeness thing. There's yeah. no doubt that it's a manners yeah. thing. I just you know, and so as I th- well as other things, I think that yeah, they're <laughs> But it's... whether they did it on purpose or not, I think that you know, um is it cold-hearted of a city, though, to say we don't want to have vagrants and, I mean, if we're going to use the, the lingo of the people, we don't want to have drunks and druggies and those people just flopping around because I don't want, look, if there's a but guy is lying. is that assuming that they are? Yes. No, absolutely. That's, yeah. I mean. Who, but even the, still, you, but you're, if, even if you're sleeping out on the bench in the middle of the night, like, or the middle of the day, why are you sleeping there? There are services. Now, of course, yeah. not everyone, there's mental health issues and there's yeah. other things. And, and it becomes very complicated. It becomes very complicated because of those very things. When I say that, you know, everyone's going to be talking about the drunks or whatever, they're not all drunks. No. That's, that's the perception that we'd have. But there are people who have mental health problems and such. But again, is it wrong for the city to try to make it so they don't congregate around these areas that you are trying to no, build up. No, 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 it's not. Because you know what? And we do have services that are out there for people that we all pay for. So let's encourage them to use those services and to access those those places and those services that, that is much more safer for them and in everybody, you know? See, yeah. I'm with you, although I know that there will be those, the, the poverty activists, the everyone else, who are going to say... It's exclusive. It's exclusive. There's no reason why they need to be chased away. It's their park as much as it's your park. And that's true. Mm-hmm. That's also true. No one's but, saying they can't use it. See, th- this is that's exactly my point. Well, what point. are you using it for? I use, right. if, there's a th- if there's three seats on a bench, why do you have to take up three? That's it, that's my point exactly. There's a way to use it, and again, yeah. you're gonna people are gonna say, "Well, you're now being exclusive. You're being elite. You're being all these things." I, I don't think so. No. I, I don't think so. If I go to the park in the middle of the day and I stretch out and take up the entire park bench, I am now being a nuisance because no one else now can sit down and have their lunch. Right. And if and, and if you and if it's a place that attracts people to sleep on the benches. You know, I don't think I don't see a lot of business people stretching out on a park bench in the middle of the day to grab a nap during lunch hour. I yeah. just don't. Yeah. So you know that if it's people who are sleeping, it's probably going to be people who are having issues. People and, and somebody, yeah. And that to me, again, whether you want to say that it's elitist or it's whatever, I think there are a lot of people who are intimidated by that, mm-hmm. who won't yep. come downtown. How many times, honestly, both of you, how many times have you heard someone say, I don't want to go downtown because it's, you know, after dark because 
some of the people down there are a little scary. I've heard it a million times. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and, for sure. Or there's nothing for me downtown. And you know, you know we're going downtown tonight. to see a movie at Jackson Square. I have not done that in probably 20 years. Mm-hmm. Why? Um, because I've never lived downtown. I've always lived either on the mountain or in Dundas, so I was closer to other cinemas. Um, and uh, but there's a new the landmark cinemas. They've they've spruced them up, recliner chairs, the whole bit. So we're gonna go check it out. And um, and yeah, and so it's not that I've stayed away because I've been afraid or anything like that. But but I, I bet somehow. Well, you used to DJ down there. Like you yeah. were downtown all the time. Yeah, I used to go down there and. Uh, yeah. I mean, yeah, the cops showed up a bunch of times, but, uh, you know. <laughs> yeah, it's but that's just, the bar scene, that's, so that's totally different. Yeah. <laughs> but, yeah, I mean, I, and I've, I've, I've had family members say, I, geez, I haven't been downtown in, in 20 years, and I go down one afternoon, and I'm dodging barf all over the sidewalk and other stuff, yeah. you know, to walk like 200 feet from, you know, a parking lot to into a building, and 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 they said that's you know I'm, I'm not going back. You know, and this was this was ten years ago, but still. Let me rephrase it into a really. I understand what some people again will determine to be a really cold question, but if you are re if you are trying to clean up the downtown from a building from a structural perspective, is it okay then to say we also want to clean up the downtown from a human perspective? Or is that now sounding way too... But clean up, and what do you mean by clean up? Because we... Not create a scenario, not create a place that is going to draw people who are sleeping off a bender or who may be intimidating to some other people. You know, but I don't think that, you know, changing the benches is going to be like this big, huge deterrent. Like, I mean, people are going to be down there. They're going to be down there, right? I mean... It's just it, it. It to me, it strikes me as whether they say they did it for this reason or not. It seems well, they like said a they step. did it for for aesthetics and stuff, so that there were more places for people to sit. Yeah, I I think that we can probably read between the lines. There's you know, it, it doesn't hurt that this is going to per- perhaps stop people right. from crashing on the couches right. and just or on the couches on the benches. You know, it's 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 difficult because we live in a time now where if you say any of this stuff, you're really seen as elitist and cold and hard-hearted and mean you know and it is? It's just unsympathetic. Fear. People, you know, because and then you, people I'm sure have witnessed people kind of freaking out downtown and like that's kind of where you see things that you normally don't see, you know, and so it scares people. And yeah. and and you can't. That doesn't mean that they're bad people because they're afraid. You know. There were there were moves um, previously. I think to I don't know if it was here or Toronto to sort of shuffle panhandlers out of certain areas. Was there not something I can't remember? Yeah, well, at the G twenty, they tried to clean them out. And if you go to you know, and and this is what people will say. Yeah, make way Beijing... for the professional protesters or the G twenty. <laughs> Let's get the panhandlers out so that the guys yeah. that are going to set cars on fire can come in, right? It's it's not an easy one. It really is not an easy one because you either look like you are trying to move the city towards a little being a little more inviting to people. Yeah. But but then you're going to be seen as cold hearted, or you don't. And I really believe that even though a lot of people won't say anything because they're afraid of sounding like that, you keep them away from the downtown because people will just say, ah, I just don't want to 
deal with it. Yeah, and you know, and some people, you walk by panhandlers and, you know, you feel bad. Like, you know, if you give change to one or maybe you don't have change or, you know, whatever your your view is on giving change to people. But you just, it's it's like, it's an awkward thing for many people, I think, to to encounter that. Yeah, it's uncomfortable if you're not used to it, especially. Yeah, definitely. I may have to in my backyard on my bench in the backyard put a handle thing now to prevent people from just squatting and <laughs> sleeping in the backyard yeah. you gotta make sure that nobody does you're listening to the scott radley show weeknights from seven to nine on am 900 chml the brightest panel in hamilton radio and the brightest panel in their own home <laughs> we like to think so uh well again since you just said there's a two-year-old and that's it yeah. um you better be <laughs> No, well, she runs it usually, so. Now, you also, for those who uh, don't know, um, there is a two-year-old, there is the two of you, and there is another one on the way. And um, Jay Jay was telling me, and I wanted to throw this to Jay, I wanted to let him um, vent a little bit here. (laughs) How crazy his wife is? No, 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 no. (laughs) uh, I actually got an email or a Facebook or a text, I don't know, Jay got to me one night, I asked him, I was asking him to come on the show or something, I can't remember what, and with... Like, even as he was typing, you could hear him muttering under his breath because he was in the process of trying to assemble some kind of Ikea dresser or something. (laughs) And I, I, you know, I could feel your pain. And I think anyone listening who's ever bought anything at Ikea or any of these other stores that have the do-it-yourself thing, and then you get the instructions and they're in, like, Flemish with... Drawings it's not even that bad. And drawings <laughs> with lines. There's 4,000 pieces, <laughs> and there's lines going everywhere. And they tell you, use the one and a quarter inch screw, not the one and three-tenths screw. Yeah. But they still don't label it. And they don't label it. No. And it comes in a huge package of stuff, and you were, you were almost apoplectic <laughs> trying to do this. I think you... I think it was a Saturday morning you had texted me and said, oh. hey, we're trying to... It's like day three. We're, tra- yeah. <laughs> it took so we're long. trying to line up the November panel. So, you know, I'd like to have you and Jen in. So when can you come? And I, I didn't get the text right away because we were... So we spent three hours on a Saturday morning with a two-year-old running what around in between What was it you were trying us. to build, by the way? So it was a, a rather large... Um, uh, dresser, dresser for, dresser, for okay. our daughter. So um, this thing came in two boxes. <laughs> Jen and her sister went to Ikea to pick it up. And they, I don't know how her sister got it. Jen, they, they, Jen may <laughs> slip into labor here at any minute, by the yeah. way. Yeah. <laughs> they, awesome. So they somehow they get it into, into the uh, truck and they get it home. But they needed a dolly to get it out of the truck. And, and, and it's not one box, it's two. So that gives They're you... So heavy. And they were literally, it was only about like... Four inches deep. So how much crap can you pack into a box that that shallow, right? So, yeah, so we, we decide, okay, it's a, it's a uh, Thursday night. Well, she's finally in bed, our daughter. Let's start this thing. So it's 10 o'clock. This is when we finally have a few free minutes to start. We'll get it it's, done by 11. Normally yeah. she, she's been brutal going to bed because she's two. But anyway, so it's not all our fault. So 10 o'clock we start, and then after, so we, we give it two hours that night, and then Friday night is, uh, 
is another night we take a crack at it. Jen worked mostly on it. I was hanging surround speakers in the uh, in the other room. Yeah, so I'm building the thing. I build all the IKEA furniture, by the way. Because I hate it. You asked me to put a stereo together or wire something like that, not electrical, but you know I'll do it. I enjoy it, but like ask me to give me directions and tell me to put something together, and I hate it. I would rather I don't know what. <laughs> But because it's puzzles, right? And he looks at it. And he, he looks at it. And he's like, what? It just looks. How does that? How do I? No matter what, what language it? it's actually printed in, it doesn't look. Yeah, I, I don't understand it. So, so then we take a final crack at it Saturday morning. Three hours later, I'm like, oh, finally, all we have to do is just add this and just lift it up the stairs. Yeah, none of the dressers. <laughs> we put we put all of the all of the drawers together. Jen did. None of them on at first crack actually went slid in and shut properly. There was either it got, got caught halfway, it got stuck pulling it out. They and so everything had to be tightened like sixteen times. Then it finally worked. And then, and then you, and then you put something in it, and the whole thing collapsed. Yeah. No, I mean it's a, it's a brick shite house. It is just you know, but and I feel sorry for whoever has to move that thing when if we ever move out of that house. See, but, but I want one for our room. And yeah, so <laughs> we're halfway through the morning, and Jen's like, you know, you're probably gonna kill me, but like, I could be really nice if we have one of these in our bedroom too. It's a too. really nice dresser. I'm like, your next husband can put it together then. <laughs> I'm not doing this Listen, again. Listen, I put most of it together. Yeah, and 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 I kind of and I let you because oh, you let no, me. no, I don't let, let you. I, I don't let you, but I don't. But no, you don't. you enjoy you it more, and it's you know you it's your idea to get the item right. Yeah. So I just I laugh at listening to you guys because every one of us who's say ever bought one of these things thinking and when because you know what I bet the box also said easy to assemble. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you walk in, it's easy to assemble. I remember my we got a a, a barbecue, and it was easy to assemble you know within an hour it was supposed to be have you ever seen the pictures that they show when a plane has gone down or the space shuttle has crashed and they go and they gather up all the pieces of the wreckage and (laughs) sort of lay it out in place in a warehouse floor and there's like four thousand million pieces of plane that is that's what my garage looked like with the barbecue (laughs) scene from mayday yeah and i'm looking at this going and, and again the diagram is one picture with 400 lines crisscrossing and going into here and this whole and you're looking going who who exactly thought this was easy to assemble yeah, yeah. who is the human that thought this was easy to assemble the yeah. guy who built it that's it I've, i'm convinced Unreal. that there is a business out there i'm giving away my million dollar idea there has got to be a business out there for someone who actually is capable of writing in actual english comprehensive comprehensible language instructions for assembling stuff. Well, see, in the IKEA stuff, there's no written instructions. It's all pictures. Yes. And none of the parts and the screws or any, none of it is actually labeled. So I'm, so then I, at that point. So heaven help you if the screws all fall on the floor and you now have to figure out which is which. Like there was a 10 pound bag of hardware. (laughs) (laughs) Like I was like, so I just sat back and said, okay, you can, you, it's your, you can figure out where this stuff all goes because I, I I will just he just assists me. I'll be like, okay, you know, bring this over here, put it this way. But you know, it's fine. It works out. Anybody who's ever done one of these things knows exactly what you're talking about. Feels your pain exactly. What's amazing to me, and you didn't say anything about alcohol, and I thought for sure there was a point when you were going to say one of us just. Well, normally I, that's what I would have been doing, well, drinking a beer while I was doing it. But you know what? And here's the thing: it probably would have been done a lot sooner. But this belly gets in the way, and I can't. And the boxes were really heavy, and the parts were really heavy. 
and I can't do what I would normally do because normally I would just heave it myself. I mean, I would get his help, but I probably could have done it more by myself than I did, but I can't quick, do as much. <laughs> quick barbecue story for you here. Uh, I had uh, I bought a, a you know a decent, really good one um, from a reputable place a couple of years ago. They assembled it, so I paid for them to assemble it, and I couldn't figure out the dial. It went to high, and then it stopped at, like, when I was turning it back from, like, counterclockwise, it stopped at 6 o'clock, even though the little paint marker went over to, like, 2 o'clock, right? So I'm like, well, I can only, I don't know, and Jen's like, what are you burning, like, every time chicken, burnt, <laughs> hot dogs, torched, hamburgers, obliterated, and it's okay, like... I, did, I didn't yell at no, you. No, but, like, I, and Come I was on. ticked off, because I'm like, I've barbecued before, I'm not, I'm not an idiot, yeah, I know what I'm doing. And then finally, so I finally, I look at the thing, and I, or I took it in, and they had th- forgot to take some tabs off the three burners, so the tab actually prevented it from going any less than, like, basically a high-medium heat. Uh-huh. So when I was trying to get it to, like, 350, it, there was, that was hard. I had to, like, yeah. It happens. I tell you what, for the first 10 years <laughs> we were in our house, I had the shower handle on backwards <laughs> so you know we, we would either have scalding hot or freezing cold and could never 10 years we went through that uh, if you have ever built something if you out there listening have ever had this experience and built something send me a note I'd love to hear what you've had to pull out your hair Jay and I are both bald we've both obviously built stuff yeah. uh, what have you built that has driven you nuts Radley at 900chml.com I'd love to hear what it was that made you go out of your mind trying to construct something you're listening to The Scott Radley Show, weeknights from 7 to 9 on AM 900 CHML. As I say, Jay McQueen, Jen Watson in studio, making up the brightest panel in Hamilton Radio this evening. Let us continue locally with um, with the next topic, because Andrew Dreschel had a piece in the paper today that um, I think a lot of people probably blanched at a little bit when they saw it, that we are... Still not quite halfway through November and already, without any bad weather coming, without a snowstorm yet or anything else, the city is already $3.3 million over its overtime budget. We already are paying out millions of dollars to city staff for overtime. For what? Not picking up my garbage? That's, uh, (laughs) it's a good question. I mean, it is, it would seem to me that if we set a budget for overtime in this city, that there is some expectation that there's got to be some, well, something we're gauging this by, right? We're not just, are we just pulling There's a budget a, here in this outfit that we work at and you, you go over it, you can't go over it. Like, right, but they're not just pulling the number out of the air. They're looking back at previous years and saying, okay, here's a reasonable amount of overtime that's going to be required to do yeah. everything. And there's a, but we're going to set a budget. How in the world do we get this much over in this city? Because I'm mm-hmm. not, honestly... Tell me if I'm wrong. Listeners, write me if I'm wrong. Radley at 900chml.com. I'm not seeing service or services this year that are so vastly ahead of other years that we are now saying, I don't even have to do anything in my house. They're coming and cleaning my living room for me. Yeah. <laughs> like, uh, what's what's going on? Where is this money coming? And well, we're supposed to get more snow this, this like, sooner this winter, aren't we? Yeah, it's supposed to be a more uh, traditional snowy winter, so... What, what's going to happen the then? Man, yes. Well, yeah. So what's going to happen then when the weather we, gets you know, bad? Well, you get one of those big storms. Didn't and that then, happen a couple of years ago? Where? Well, the couple of years ago, remember we ran out of salt. We ran out of salt. <laughs> yep. Because there was so much snow. It, now, is this include? Is this? Um, does this include 
Emergency services? Yes. Okay. Yes. Uh, my understanding is this includes all overtime for city. So you will, of course, there's going to be things you've got police or fire or those things that, you know, you you can't account for them. Although I'm trying to think, have we had like a natural disaster that has required vast amounts of overtime? Yeah, like a massive things? fire. Like or a, 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 yeah. a, a plastomet or something. Not that I can think of. Maybe no. I'm missing something. No, I mean, you know, and I, I think for, you know, emergency services, maybe there's a, there's a, there's a case to be made there. But I oh, mean, if there's a need, yeah, I understand. But when you said when you said we are what is it three point three million dollars over in our overtime, the first thing that comes to mind is, did we just spend three million dollars in overtime money to cut grass or? No, is that to the to the end of this year though? Is that we o- we've only got like six weeks left to go? Well, keep in mind one thing. Uh, Oh yeah, it's, it's for the year's budget. We got six weeks left to go, and we're already over. And oh, so we're over. How much are we over? Well, here's the thing. I want people to understand. We have not paid three point three million in overtime. We are three. The budget was eleven point five million, and we're over already that amount by three point three million. Okay. So first of all, <laughs> it's shocking to me. No, it's not shocking to me. We have 65, 66, 6,800 municipal employees. I've argued forever. That's way too many in this city, but. I don't want to see people get fired. I think what they should do is for a couple of years have a moratorium on hiring and just say, as people leave, we are going to not replace them and we'll get this number down a little bit because that's a way to save some money in this city. And it may mean that we have to accept that maybe we don't have someone come and shovel our snow the second a flake hits the ground. Nobody's come shovel our snow. We do it ourselves. I don't know who's shoveling snow. Well, that's it. But we are, <laughs> we're already budgeting for $11.5 million a year in overtime. That's, that seems to me, maybe I'm naive, that seems like a lot of money. Well, so if, you had, so if at this point they've spent, say, $14 million because they're over by three, and if, say, there were 6,800 employees in the city, that's just over $2,000 in overtime per person. But you know that a lot of the city employees probably overtime might not be i don't know whether they're some Salary. some employees are just not entitled to overtime um let me uh, hold on let me interrupt because i got to correct myself i got this wrong okay. i right. got this wrong i'm not way off but i want to make sure i get it right okay. last year they paid 11.5 million dollars in overtime which was 5 million over what was Budget. budgeted mm-hmm. this year uh where's the number here this year the budget was 6.5 million but it's already nine point nine million, so it's okay. already three point three over. But every year, apparently since two thousand ten, it has been vastly over what was budgeted, which either suggests that we're terrible at budgeting, or that somebody or some supervisors or whoever are just not even giving a crap. So last year it was eleven million in yes. over in overtime, and yes. so why why was the budget for overtime this year? Why did they think, yeah, you know what, we're going to cut that in half and we're going to budget sixty six point five million in overtime? Like, who was the? So either again, either we're terrible at budgeting, yeah, which where we say we just you know where if it's been since two thousand ten, we can't ever we're always over. So or as I say, people who are authorizing this because they don't have skin in the game. It's not their money. It's not like you're, it's your family company. But then, every, but then it, when, they, when they go over capital budget and they say every you know, department has to n- not increase their budget and then our taxes are going up, like, wh- I don't... Is there not uh, an how can easy they justify to, this? Is there not an easy way to solve this, honestly? 
if your department, if you're a supervisor and your department goes over its budget, you get docked a percentage you of your penalized. pay. Yeah. Want to know something? They would never go a dime over budget. Yep. There's got to be some sort of consequence. And we know, and not to paint everybody with the same br- one brush, but we know <laughs> the history of some of the management types at the city of Hamilton. And we know that as And we, so I'm not surprised. And we know what you guys just pointed out a second ago, and you're absolutely right. If there was a monumental incident that happened that, you know, you could go before city council and say, we had a plastimate fire. Yeah. It was a life and death emergency situation. There was no way around it. I don't think anyone's going to have a problem with that. I, I mean, I, no, right. of course not. I don't think anyone will. And I know there's, I know I have police officer friends, um, and one I'm referring to is in Toronto, actually, but he's a homicide detective. And when they are on somebody trying to get a guy, they're on somebody and they're bringing in extra guys to, for takedowns and they're, you know, they're, they're following people at all hours. And so, you know, there are times where he, he sleeps in his car for two or three days in a row because he just doesn't go home. So that kind of thing, you know, uh, I can see that, but if you're just, yeah, stay in, you know, and I know there's times when our, our garbage is picked up at the weirdest. Sometimes it's picked up at 7 a.m. Sometimes it's five o'clock and they haven't come yet. And you're trying to figure out what is going on. And sometimes it's, I get, well, it was a windy day, you know, and I, I, I get it stuff's, but if anything ever falls out of a recycling bin, they're not going to pick it they're up. They're not going to pick it up. Don't no, tell, don't. don't tell me that they, they're spending extra time you know, walking up and down the street, grabbing a couple extra pop cans. I mean, that's not, that's not what's going on. They didn't even pick up our recycling a couple weeks ago because it wasn't tied, I guess. Here's what Councillor Chad Collins said about this in Andrew Dreschel's piece today in the paper. Uh, Let me just read a lead-in paragraph that Andrew wrote and then the quote. Collins stresses, he's not suggesting the city can do without overtime payouts. He notes they're a normal part of dealing with unpredictable after-hours events such as Clearing windblown fallen trees, water main breaks, and snow plowing. Okay, we, I mean, we all, we all get yeah. that. Yeah. Here's his quote. But what's troubling about this is there doesn't seem to be any checks and balances in the organization. So... To verify that that's what's that, going on. Or to say, or to have someone... Now, do you need to add another... I mean, heaven help us if we need to add another layer of supervision. But right. someone to say, yes, you can authorize... This overtime, like it, honestly, if a if a small tree gets blown down, that's <laughs> honestly that's not really affecting anything. Do we? And I don't know if they do or not, but do we need to send out a crew to clean it up, or do you say, tell you what, kick it over to the curb, we'll get it in the morning. I I, I don't know. I I'm I'm not going to interpret. But are there rules for? how troublesome a situation must be before a city crew gets sent out to do something. But then if you don't send somebody out and you're you're going to say, oh, kick it over, well, then what am I paying taxes for? Yeah, you can't please everybody, but there needs to be some sort of criteria where it's like, okay, you know what, this is a level... A level eight event where you've got like some, you know, twigs on twigs on your lawn and we'll get there when we can get there. You know what I mean? Do people, so honestly, without being silly, does some of this fall on us? When we hear about this and we get cranky about the fact that our taxes are going up and we're paying all this kind of overtime, does some of this fall on us because of what you just said, Jen, that if they don't come running to my door the second I call, I'm giving someone heck. Do, do, do we Depends need, on what it's for. But do we need to look in the mirror a bit and say, you know what, if my garbage is late or if they this or that happens, I think I can just 
suck it up and say, okay, it didn't happen. Because as soon as I start to make enough of a fuss, they will come out and that's over time and that means more taxes. Do, are we to blame? But for it some sounds of this? like it's a catch twenty two because we we already pay enough and it goes we up every year. Yes, every year. Yes, and and if something is not, I mean, if if they don't pick up my garbage at seven a.m., I don't care as long as it gets picked up at some point during the day. Not don't they? They penalized us. I got it wrong. They penalized us because we didn't tie up a few pieces of cardboard. They didn't pick up any of our garbage. Never mind recycling. They left all of our garbage. Our neighbor, who's, who is like a neighborhood watch guy, basically came over to me and said, they, they took one look at your stuff and the guy got back in the truck. Because a couple pieces of cardboard weren't tied. So none of our garbage was taken for the entire week. Okay. Well, and thanks. So, okay. Now Give me a break. Fine. Leave, leave the cardboard. Don't take my recycling. Teach me a lesson. Take my garbage. And my, you know, 15 pounds of dirty diapers, you know? <laughs> but anyway. I just, I wonder how much we are to blame for this, though, because of the fact that if someone doesn't respond to our every call on a drop of a hat. No, you're you're right. We create, and when I say we, I mean you and yep. Jay and me and everybody, everybody out there listening, we create a stink. If we call the city and say, my neighbor, blah, 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 and it's not responded to... Like that, we're mad at the city. Mm-hmm. And well, when we do that, we force overtime. Yeah. So, but what doesn't make sense to me is that there was $11 million worth of uh, overtime last year. So a certain amount of that is, you know, people No, wasn't call. it five? Was it over five million? Is it that was what? five million over. It came to 11.5 yeah. million oh, okay. overtime, but it was, it was five million over. So budget. no whether, yeah. whether it was over or under, it was yeah. 11 something last year. Yeah. So how, how they landed on six and a half million this year? Like, did they magically think that people weren't going to call and complain about things down or, you know but what is I mean? That, but is that what it is? Or, I mean, you know, and I know, again, like you said, let's not paint everybody with the same brush, but you worked for the city yeah. back in the day. Yeah. And you know how it kind of goes where you're like, well, I'm just going to cut this one lawn here for my eight hours and that's it. Yeah. Well, guess what? Not your, not everything got done. You didn't get to everything that you were supposed to today because you spent your eight hours cutting one piece of grass. So is that, is that why? Or is it, is it people calling saying this wasn't done or is it workers going, well, didn't get to it today. I'll get to it later. As Jay said, how much of this, I think Jay said it at the top is, you know, how much are we spending as much as it's beautiful planting all the flowers in the street boulevard, median flower beds and Mm -hmm. things like that, that we... You know, we may, as much as they're lovely, we may have to say at some point, we just can't afford that stuff. If we're going to put the fake stuff in, so you don't even have to maintain AstroTurf. (laughs) But why then? Why is any of that falling in overtime? I was like, oh my! I had so many flowers to put in on the on the (laughs) median that holy jeez, we worked until seven o'clock tonight. Well, now I don't know if that's overtime, but what I'm saying is, if that if we if overtime is unavoidable, then maybe we have to start cutting out other things that are luxuries to pay for the overtime that's that's getting in the way. I don't know, but that's. When your tax increase comes, and from what I understand... It's coming. Boy, is it not not just it's coming. I'm hearing that we are heading for a biggie this year. Mm-hmm. That this is going to be an unusual year that we are going to get the smackdown. Yeah. And when that happens, 
all these things I think are going to come into play because people are going to be, if that happens, people yeah. are going to be cranky. Well, if you're going to smack me down with taxes, then you better fix the uh, ugly uh, piece of metal missing on the side of the Claremont Access that's been like that <laughs> for like five years because that's embarrassing. That irks that Jade is, in a way. That is just like, yeah, it should be the city of Hamilton. Our slogan is, we'll get to it. <laughs> But then I forgot they're not even getting to no, it. We're just going to leave it. There's, yeah. there's not enough traffic. There's a hole in the side of the mountain. You're listening to The Scott Radley Show, weeknights from 7 to 9 on AM 900 CHML. There was a uh, announcement this week that the CFL gave out their uh, honorees, their finalists for Player of the Year awards. And one of the finalists, uh, as the Eastern Division's announced finalist for special teams player of the year was Brandon Banks of the Hamilton Tiger Cats. Oh. Who spent two games suspended this year for a positive drug test. Now, I'm not going to dump on the writers who voted him. I'm wondering, should the CFL not have stepped in at the start of this and said, if you have been suspended for some reason during the course of the year, you are ineligible to be nominated for a major award. And what was the award, sorry? Special teams player Special of the year, but it's, I mean it's a big yeah. it's a big award. Yeah. It's a big honor. Were they voted in? Did they vote before this drug test nope. came out? No, nope. no. Nope. This is this is post post drug test. I just can't for the life of me understand how he was even eligible for this award. Well, it wasn't a, a performance enhancing drug, according to WADA, it is. Ecstasy That's, isn't that what he? It's on the it's on the banned <laughs> list of drugs and according to water because the the I can't pronounce the name of the drug but the last chunk of it is amphetamine it is oh. a perf- it is considered a performance enhancing drug I know it's ecstasy but they have it on their band list if you had this at the Olympics you're out hmm. how is how does the league allow a player to or or am I overdoing this Jay am I say am I being way too hard on the guy and I don't know. I is it a, this a symptom of it's a what ten team nine team nine nine team league? Was there nobody else? Like we we absolutely had to pick this guy. Like yeah, to me, I think I liked your tweet when you you sent something out about this because I thought yeah, I mean why why would you pick somebody who uh, who had this happen to them this year and and give them some sort of award that you know I know that. Um, you know, CFL players could be considered you know, role. Kids look up to athletes yeah. all the time, right? And and I don't think that's something that you know. Maybe the CFL doesn't have a lot of the uh, the drama and some of the serious uh, felons in the league like the NFL. But <laughs> thank goodness, yeah. But you know, let's let's try to stay away from this kind of uh, awarding this uh, kind of behavior. Here, here's my thought: is that the people who vote on this are given no guideline, and their job is to vote on who is the best special teams player. And so they voted for Brandon Banks because they honestly believe he was the best special teams player, and there was nothing in the guidelines that said, you are not supposed to do this. Their job is to pick, and, and I don't, I'm not arguing with him as the best special mm-hmm. teams player from the East. I'm not arguing with that at all. Brandon Banks didn't have the same kind of year that he has in the past, but he in all likelihood, is considered the best. It was the best special teams player. And if you have no... It's not like the the, the Baseball Hall of Fame where they say Pete Rose is ineligible. Right. Mm-hmm. But why is the CFL not stepping up and saying something to There should be some kind of rules. Them? 
to me, it just uh, w- with what Jay just said with the thing I tweeted out earlier. To me, it's the completely wrong message. Yeah, it's the wrong message that you can do. You know, again, is is does it make Brandon Banks a bad guy? No. Does it mean he had a bad year? No. But should there be some sort of consequence for behavior? Well, yeah, definitely. I think so. You're right. It does send the wrong message. And I didn't he say something to the effect of that he didn't know the complete list or should have... I don't think he was blaming the CFL, but I mean, how do you not know that a drug, any drug, you're probably not allowed to have pot in your system, right? Right. I don't know if the CFL had pot on the list or not. I don't think but it But either does. way, like yeah. that, a type of drug, that a chemical that he that he took, isn't that just common sense to know that that's probably not okay you probably shouldn't be doing that even if you're at the bar friday night and that's how you're having fun well chris colabello of the blue jays had something <laughs> yeah. in his system that he says he didn't even knowingly no. take and paid a penalty for it. i didn't hear i didn't hear brandon banks say that he didn't take it i didn't hear brandon banks use the defense that i don't know no, how he this just got didn't, into my system no it was he didn't know that it was on the list that's i right. think that's what it was uh, yeah. so but that's your responsibility exactly as a yeah. player you need to know what's in and what's out, what's good and what's bad. You need to know that. That's that's on you. So just because you say you didn't know it was on the list doesn't matter. If it's I your kn- fault. Yeah. Everyone has rules at their workplace. Yeah. Right? Everyone has yep. rules at their workplace. And if you accidentally break a rule because something weird happened or you weren't aware that something Beyond was happening. Out of your control. Out yep. of your control. I, I have great sympathy for that. Like if, if, if. And believe me, I'm not saying he did this, but if Chris Colabello, of the, who used to be of the Blue Jays, I don't even know what he's doing. I don't he know what played. happened to him. If, in fact, Chris Colabello took something in, an, in a, a, a creatine or whatever else, and a drug was in there that he did not know existed because it wasn't on the label, and got busted as a drug cheat because of that, I have sympathy for him. I'm not saying I yeah. believe that. I'm saying if that was the situation... Yeah. I have great sympathy. I can work with that. But you're right, Jen. You know that there are banned drugs in the league. Yep. Then you're going to take a drug. Do you not check to see if the drug I'm going to take may be on the banned list? Yeah, exactly. I mean, if you're a professional athlete, I'd like to think that you're not taking drugs anyway because you don't put stuff (laughs) into your body. But if you are, at least check. No, absolutely. I, I, I looked at this thing and I just thought this is this is a very weird... Imagine if he wins this award. That you've got a guy who's been suspended for a drug bust in your league and he's going to get up on the stage and be honored with this award. See, that looks horrible to me. He's just been nominated? He's nominated. He's one of the two oh, finals. Okay, he's nominated. Who he's gets one of the, to decide? Well, it, well it's, I guess it would... I think it's depending on how the votes that are already cast or that will be voted. But, but is it the like fans that cast the votes? No, it's, or? it's the I believe it's the media. But oh, again, okay. they're not. They are only instructed to vote for the best special teams player, the best player in each category, and that's what based they've on done. ability, based on performance and ability, mm-hmm. not yep. on anything else. And my point is, I'm not blaming them. They followed the rules. The CFL yep. should have been the one to say if this happened, and I would hope. Maybe maybe we have to cut the CFL a little slack because we say they didn't anticipate something like this would happen. But I'm hoping that they will, by next year, have a new rule in place that says if someone has been suspended for violation, violation yep. of whatever, they are ineligible for an award. Absolutely. I totally agree. I think that's that's 
right to me. And like you said, you have to, you know, we we're learning this now. We we're trying to teach, uh, you know, our daughter that there are consequences in life, right? Like you're not supposed to take you know, ecstasy at two. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You're Please not supposed, you know, you're, um, if you do something that we, t- you're not supposed to, then, you know, there's... we turn off your favorite cartoon yeah. or whatever. But there right? is a consequence. Yeah, yeah absolutely. I, I just I think it looks terrible for the league. Yeah, it does. It will. It could. It could look terrible for the league if he wins. And again, it doesn't take away from his ability. It doesn't take away from him as a human. Listen, we've heaven knows we've all made mistakes, mm-hmm. right? None of us are standing casting stones without realizing that there are stones being cast back at us. But actions do have consequences. We can forgive. We can move on. But it seems to me that there should be a consequence, especially if, as the CFL says, and you alluded to it, Jay, the CFL wants their players to be role models. They want them to be people that children will look up to and want to be like. This doesn't seem to accomplish that. No, not at all. Yeah, like, you know, could you imagine Banks in in a commercial for for something now with, uh, you know, another player or two, and, you know, and kids are looking at this, and, hey, look at this guy. I mean... That doesn't, that's not the kind of uh, message you want to send. Bad PR. The Scott Radley Show, weeknights from 7 to 9 on AM 900. AM 900 CHML.